Hey, what's up you guys? Um, I hope you're all having a good day? Time? I don't know. Uh, sorry. So, so sorry for the background noises. Once more. Um, today I wanted to talk about, um, some cases. Some abduction cases. They might not be, you know, super intense, but I still thought they were really interesting. So I hope that, you know, you'll find them interesting too. Um, so this first case that I found is of Paul Joseph Frongzak, I think is his name, but I will refer to him as Paul. Paul was kidnapped, um, as a day-old baby out of a hospital in Chicago. Um, 1964 was the year. But, um, later the news ended with, like, the fact that Paul was found in a stroller. So, pretty much took that child and, you know, there's Paul. Uh, but then Paul took a test when the DNA test and found out <laughs> that he was not related to them. <laughs> Could you imagine? Personally, I don't know how I would react if, you know, I found out that I was basically taken from my parents because they thought I got kidnapped and I grew up with these people and find out I'm not related to these people. That's pretty crazy. And he was a 49 when he found out this. That's, that, I think that's the most insane part. So this was in 2012. He took the test and found out he's not related to them. And they're still on the lookout for Paul. I guess the case was reopened. So now they're looking for Paul. I guess the real Paul. And this poor man just basically got stolen from his, you know, original home. Because they thought it was Paul. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um... The second case is Janice Pocket, I believe. Um, in July of 2013, the 40th anniversary of Janice's disappearance. Many people in her um, hometown gathered in her memory. Her older sister remembers the day that Janice went missing and her cousins. Um, it was a very hard day for them that July. Um, when Janice was seven, she disappeared, according to the parents. Um, by all the reports, she had been riding her bike and never came back. Her older sister recalled going out with her mom and calling her sister's name over and over. And her bike was found later, miles from her home. Um, and they thought she was kidnapped, according to the police. And the Connecticut state, um... They investigated um, the case, and it was reopened quite a few times, and it remains just a story that we can't solve. <laughs> we don't know what happened to Janice. She just went on a bike ride, and bam, she's gone. I'm, I'm pretty sure she was abducted. I mean, her bike was miles away from her house. There's no way she could have ridden, you know, that far as a seven-year-old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, she was never 
found and the reopening and you know so it's the whole thing um the next case is angela hammond um she was 20 uh she was 20 and four months pregnant when she disappeared in clinton i don't even know um, in 1991, then her boyfriend was outside a grocery store about 11.45 p.m. And in details, it indicates she was telling her boyfriend about a pickup truck that pulled into a parking lot with a Grammy-looking white man inside. Not much later, her boyfriend heard her scream, so he rushed to the store, reportedly passing a pickup truck on his way. He heard someone yell, Robbie, out the window, and he turned around in the to follow the truck, but his transmission died two miles later. That was the last anyone saw of the girl. That went by Angie. And the case was over. And she has a Facebook page that's devoted to her, and the Clinton Police Department is available to take any new details. So, I mean, that's devastating. You know, your girlfriend, who's like four months pregnant, just disappears i mean you heard a scream and you saw a truck leave and you kind of go after the truck and then bam your car just goes out on you and you're like wow wow man what a time to go i, I don't know i i think i would have just lost a little bit of my mind just the fact that you know the car decided to go out then and the fact that she was four months pregnant and the, I don't know, it's just really messed up, man. So, maybe if any of you know, and Angela Hammond, uh, she was around 20. Uh, she was born in 1991, and she might, may or may not have a child. Um, yeah, please let them know. I don't know. Um, uh, well, I'll do one more case. <laughs> It'll be short. Sorry. Um, Allison Dalton. Um, it's been 15 years since uh, they saw her. She was just a baby and disappeared. But detectives are not giving up hope. You see, that's the thing. I don't know how they would find people. Like, like the first case with Paul. Like, he was a baby. He's a day old. How are they going to find him again? I think that's a little, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's probably why he wasn't their child, because they just took some child and was like, yeah, yeah, that's Paul. So Allison um, disappeared. They're not giving up. And in July 2013, the Virginia State Police Department issued a press saying that uh, they were still looking for her case. It leads in her case, according to the northern virginia daily so much gruesome information about the case is already known just not what happened to the baby in fact the mother when 20 was found stabbed to death in the apartment that they shared allison and her own mother in 2001 selena's uh, mother filed a wrongful death suit against allison's former boyfriend daniel damn <laughs> 
who she said was the father of the child and responsible for kidnapping Allison, according to the website. Let's find them. Um, the Connecticut police said that the boyfriend had not, you know, done it and continued to work with the other police departments in looking for clues and news articles, um, you know, to see who killed the mother and took the daughter. Um, and yeah, and they're keeping the story alive. So, you know, just in case that they find someone. That's insane. 15 years. She is 20. And stabbed to death in her apartment. That's, that's a lot. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it from, like, a relative's perspective. It's really messed up. Like, I don't know, your sister or your aunt even just stabbed. And then their baby's gone. You know, you'd be like, oh, you know, at least the child's there to keep on their legacy or something. But they're gone. And there's, like, absolutely no trace. And these are devastating cases. Um, I don't know. Like, there's so many. So many of them are still open, you know, because they still believe that there's hope out there. Again, really sorry about the background noises. And I'm sorry this podcast is short. I'll try to, you know, extend it next time but um yeah that's pretty much the deal this those are a few unsolved abduction stories and i think it's just devastating to be um involved in any of that kind of situation situations i'm sorry <laughs> and um i don't know I'm trying to think about it is just awful um, it's just awful <laughs> from any perspective, and I sincerely hope that the cases get solved and we can, you know, have ends meet, and, you know, hopefully the, you know, the victims are still alive, and they can be reunited with family and friends and society <laughs> where they were supposed to be, and all those babies. I didn't know baby napping was so popular. I knew it was a thing, you know, but that popular, I, I didn't know. That's odd. I feel like, like the last case, I feel like it was something that they knew. It had to have been, because I don't think they would care about the baby unless they knew. I don't know. It's, it's all very confusing. I'm not an officer, a detective, or anything. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I hope, you know, things can brighten up and hopefully they will be solved. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. And I don't know. Have a good day.